to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very exhausted friend is Dave. <laughs> G'day, mate. <laughs> uh, how's it going? <laughs> Hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast. We are covering Married at First Sight, Season 10, Episode 10. Now, Chris, we've got Intimacy Week. I don't know if we're going to have just this one episode or that's, that spans, you know, for the following episodes, but where... Would you like to start today? Well, I'll just answer that, Dave. I think we do because Duncan and that do their bit in the next episode ah, course, because yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. his Calvin's on and looking rather dashing, shall we say? He looks like me, Dave, and he's in my boxes, less of the six pack, more of the keg. Right. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't wear Calvin Klein, I wear Asda George, Dave. Okay, I cannot afford Calvin yeah. Klein, but anyway, <laughs> and they haven't got holes in these days, so I've upgraded. But anyway. Less about my underwear, more about maths, Dave. So we do get the intimacy week. I didn't think, I thought this was probably one of the weaker episodes. You know, these sort of filler ones. There was, but there was enough shit for us to talk about. You know, it wasn't Love Island levels. It was just, it was good. <laughs> and I think we we talk about, we start off with Shannon and Caitlin, and it's more the hangover from the last episode. And, and we see John giving him and Harrison a roasting. I wasn't buying what Shannon was saying, Dave. I've, I've been sort of on his side thinking he was okay and everything, but it was the way he was talking to him. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely making a go of it. I went, all right, so you don't <laughs> love your ex now just because John's had a go at you at the fucking commitment ceremony. You've now completely 180'd it and decided that you're not going to get back with your ex. You're concentrating on Caitlin. She deserves it. And I'm like, I'm not buying it, Dave. So I'm, I'm, I'm off fucking team Shannon now. He's a Billy bullshitter. And he's fucking blagging it to stay in the show, which pretty much everyone is at this point. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, I I, I thought he was a dick way before today. But yeah, I I thought, I, I actually thought, does he really believe what he's saying there? Because, I mean, we discussed it in the last episode, didn't we? Like, Caitlin, come on. You have got zero reason to be in here other than staying on the telly. I don't know if Shannon is believing or not thinking that way or just playing up to the cameras, but I don't believe anything he says either, to be honest. So, yeah, just not buying it. I didn't think it was uh, it wasn't a stellar episode. Still better than any episode of Love Island this season. The bar isn't that enough, high, Dave. <laughs> no, there was enough going on, wasn't there? And I, I, I guess I, so. Yeah, Shannon and Caitlin, and then we have a, a little bit of the the different cust, uh, customers, uh, different couples and stuff. But Chris, what what did you reckon? Some of the talking through of uh, some of the the toys and stuff that uh, uh, Alessandra had with, well, initially with the girls, I think it was, and then then with the boys. Well, the boy, I mean, fucking Harrison, he's a knob in here straight away. Oh, yeah, I could teach her a few t- tricks. I'm like, you're a fucking cock, mate. An absolute cock. But I did like this. <laughs> she was talking about like prostate massaging Dave anal, if the fucking, you know, and all this. I was like, oh, this is this is taking a sinister fucking. Did you uh, not notice so, though? Harrison, everyone was like, no, no. And Harrison's like, yeah, well, what? You're not trying it. You're trying <laughs> it. Like what? <laughs> was. He's fucking stiffler, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, 
What a knob he is, Dave. He's a fucking absolute knobhead, that lad. I don't I got to the point in this episode where I thought, is he a setup here? Is he is he just purely gone in there with with the producers giving him a full thing just to be an absolute prick? Because every single thing he said, I thought it was this. I mean, Listen, Bronte's in there for Bronte. She's not in there for love, but I think she's happy to play along with it for the duration mm. of the show. Harrison clearly isn't. And when he's saying to her, you're gaslighting me, I'm like, <laughs> are you fucking for real? Yeah. Do Textbook you know what gaslighting that, that was. Just, I'm like, <laughs> do you actually know what that means? Because she has not gaslit him at all. He said to her, I'm here, didn't he? I'm staying. I'm going nowhere, sorry, with the words. And she's took that as, I'm staying. I took that as, I'm staying. I'm going nowhere. And she said, basically, you blindsided me by saying you wanted to leave. I never said I was staying. I'm like, but you've texted saying, I'm going nowhere. Does that not? And it was in the context yeah. of, of like them being a couple. Does that not? And honestly, Dave, I couldn't believe it. What a deluded tosspot he is. Absolute wanker. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know though. I just I'm struggling, Chris. He is. I don't, I don't disagree with any of that. I'm just struggling with any kind of sympathy for Bronte though. I'm I'm just the the fact that she's there so blatantly with this knobhead, and uh, you know, again, she's got no reason to stay there other than to be on TV for a bit. I just can't take him seriously. But I think what them having the argument and then she sort of did a disappearing act, you know, that allowed him to put his plan into execution, didn't it? Because that allowed him to play up to the camera and stuff and, you know, talk about how much he's turning up. You know, he's taking the picture of them on their wedding day around and, you know, as if he's oh, like the best pathetic. fucking catch in the world. And it's like, fucking hell, you are so see-through. So, yeah, I, I thought it was, um, yeah, it, it just showed him to be the the player that he is. Yeah, and like I said, that wasn't even funny, was it? The, the, he takes the fucking picture. Oh, I'm with my wife. Yeah, great, mate. You're about fucking 35. You're wearing a cap fucking backwards like you're about 15. <laughs> walking around Darling Harbour, which I've actually been to Darling Harbour, and it's lovely, Dave, around there. The, the Sydney, um, the Maritime Museum that stayed there years ago. It's so nice. But I was just like, you absolute fucking cock. I was like, you're not funny. You're not 15. Just fuck off. And, and then we're at this point, Dave. I love the show. I, I love everything. And we, I mean, you've got to keep these tossers in here, Dave. I know that. But it's... It's that there is no, because it's a show. It's just like, they're just literally running people into the ground, aren't they, the way this show is? Because Harrison is a disgrace. He's gaslighting Bronte. Left, right, and center. I totally agree. I found it very, I found her reaction to it very disingenuous, Dave. Like the whole crying and everything. I'm not, I, I'm not saying she can't be upset, but she's not into the relationship as much. And you actually see the text. So when there's a text where... He invites her to this, like, you know, sexy fucking romantic party, this intimate party that Alexandra says. And you, if you read it, I don't know if you got a chance, but did you read the paragraph above? She sent him a message no. about, uh, oh, I'm very quickly, you know, I'm like, Dave, I was there eagle eyed. I paused it for a second. She's something like, uh, you know, I'm very hard to get in, uh, to know and blah, blah, blah. At the end of the show, I'll see you soon, doll, with a kiss. And then 
this this little interaction about are you coming to me party? And she's like, why the fuck would I come to a party? He's called me a gaslighter and all this. So <laughs> yeah, playing the game, Dave. I think playing the game, which very interesting how the text messages have become quite prevalent in this. As much as Adam didn't want to show us and all that, you know, he's still dodgy. But it, it, with these two, they're <laughs> showing everything. So yeah, I'm not in. I just love the fact that they're just both. In one way or the other, they're great for the show. Harrison is just so infuriating. What a horrible guy. However, I'd never have guessed. No, no, I keep saying it though, but <laughs> but he's the villain we need. He's the villain we need in the show, Dave. That's what he is, unfortunately. I, I don't think him. he's any worse than Shannon, though. I think I think they are both equally despicable. They just go about it in a separate in a slightly different way. Shannon doesn't Do you not think. No, I don't, because I don't think Shannon. I, th- I think Shannon's got it wrong and he shouldn't be there. He's absolutely blagging it. You can't just turn him emotions off because John gave him a bollocking. I just think that's, he's a waste of, of Caitlin's <laughs> He did look fresh face though, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. Like, yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, I'm fucking well into this now. What? Yeah, I'm sure you are, mate. But I don't think they're the same because I just don't like Harrison, the way he delivers everything. I just think he's just wrong, Dave. And the fact that he has no awareness of what he's doing. He don't think he's wrong in anything, does he? You know, it's like, yeah, his best line is I'm giving a hundred percent. And even the experts are like, <laughs> what? So yeah. Fucking unbelievable. Yeah. But um, moving off from them too, because I think we know how you feel about Harrison. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, Chris, I can't help but get back to some of the Alessandra talk, because I mean, some of the girls seem to be embracing and, and I wasn't sure I mean, I don't know what time they they show it. I don't think they do have the same watershed in Australia, do they? No, no. It's like nine o'clock. Yeah. But, you know, they're talking about a bit of sexy time. Whips out a fucking massive double-ended dildo or something. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. I didn't expect to see that. And, uh, you know, obviously a few people are are, are seen many things like that before, but um, what's the name, the, the Mormon one? Alyssa. Alyssa, yeah, know, she seemed very, very uncomfortable about it, but I did laugh because she was like, "Yeah, I've never owned a vibrator before. Now I own two. <laughs> <laughs> and the like, free, Dave. You. Yeah, good on <laughs> you. Because some of the girls are quite embarrassed by it, weren't they? And even the guys. I think Jesse was like, "I'm like a sponge," he said, and I, and and now this yeah. is just there's so much been absorbed. I can't absorb anymore, you know. So I think it was it was. What I like with Alice, is it Alessandra or Alexandra? I said Alessandra. Alice. Alice, Alessandra. Not, not I never get it. Alex. I always get that wrong. But because it, it, it's a job, she's not bothered. You know, like, you know, Harrison thinks he's in there. Oh, yeah, I'll be straight in there. It's like, no, you won't. <laughs> it's a job. This is what she does. She's she's an expert in this field. So, yeah, a great thing, Dave. At least we, I mean, we've not got to the stage like we did on the UK one, where I think it was Kim was stood in the fucking bedroom while everyone else was fucking massaging each other. We're not at that stage <laughs> yet. <laughs> I know she went to Claire and Jesse's place and made him hug, and Jesse got the ick, didn't he? But fair play to Jesse, Dave. I mean, he, he did go and apologize. I know he didn't have much choice because he was banged to rights, obviously, but. He did yeah. go and apologise with some champers and everything, did he, to Janelle and Adam? So, or more Adam, really. So, respect there. And I think he gained a little bit back at the end. I just don't think he's not finished that. But, no. you know, there's something still going on there. Whatever will happen, there's going to be a revelation come out or something's going to happen. And it might be him. Maybe it's not Claire. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But, yeah, very complex character is Jesse. Really is. And, and, and he needs to... 
he's got real intimacy problems and he, you know, like holding her, everything. But he said that he, basically it was like he was doing a race. I powered through it and I actually quite enjoyed it at the end. It's like, you know, it's what it's about. Yeah. I think he's quite an anxious, like yeah, jittery sort of person. And so he's not used to just being in that moment and just enjoying it. And that, that's the good thing. I mean, I, I think the melted hug is a good kind of exercise. Now, I mean, look, Alessandra, you know, she, I'm sure she's great at what she does, but she does seem to have the same sort of three tricks, doesn't she? And it depends on where the couples are. It's like, so they say they're not speaking, not getting along. Okay, melted hug for you. You're getting along, enjoying the sex, double-ended dildo for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it was the love wand, wasn't it, Chris? The, the one couple had the love wand. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I thought Jesse, get, I agree. I, I thought he gained back a few points. I thought he, um, you know, he didn't have to do that thing with Adam and uh, Caitlin. I just forget the fucking name. Uh, Janelle. Janelle, close. Caitlin's the other one, isn't she? Um, so, yeah, I thought he did all right there, you know, and he said, oh, my mum brought me up right, and I'm like, mm, steady. <laughs> <laughs> this is one good thing. But, yeah, let's see, let's see. I, I've just got in the pit of my stomach, though, Chris, that something else is going to come back. You know, it's not... Yes. That thing is not quite dead. And there is going to be something that causes Jesse to do the old Chandler appear from behind the door and go, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> the producers know what they're doing, Dave, don't they? They'll yeah. sit on this until we need to. So I, I'm with you. I'm with you. But I must admit, Dave, at the start of the show, pissing myself laughing. We're doing the intimacy thing. Melissa, we've just, oh, so sexy's back on the table. Oh, my yeah. God. She was, I was thinking, this is ending so badly for these two, isn't it? We just know it is. And, and they're in bed together, aren't they? They've just woke up and you can see she's itching for him to like hug her. And I don't think, to be honest, there's nothing wrong with that, Dave. But Josh is just, he's so out of his comfort zone, isn't he? He just, he, he cannot, he can't get his head around the fact that she's so forward and, and mm. direct with everything. And, and I've got to say, Dave, as much as I think she's too much and she's, you know, the way she is, I also think, don't think, is anything wrong with her wanting that touch of it all? But I think it's gone too yeah. far the other way now. It's just gone too far. The fact that she, she, I think she, she's very, it's like she's joking when she says things, but he just can't seem to see that all the time. Sometimes she's serious, sometimes she's not. And it just comes across as like, in her respect, it's a horrible thing to say, but at times it's very desperate. And she's obviously, I've said it before, I think she's been severely hurt, but it's coming across completely wrong. But Josh is just, in a fucking world of his own here. He's just, I, I was pissing myself by the end of this episode when he said, hallelujah. <laughs> when Je when uh, Melissa said, I'm going to, I'm going to say something now for, for the good of something to do with for women everywhere. And he went, hallelujah. And I'm thinking women <laughs> everywhere. I don't really think you're the voice of reason for women everywhere. Melissa. But she was sort of trying to take some sort of moral stance once she Dave. So I don't, I didn't get that, but what at the end I was just like these two are going nowhere. Poor Josh is just a fucking he's absolute wreck now. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it now because you know I think she's so over the top and that, that'd piss me off too, to be honest. But I think because I, I think you nailed it a minute ago. You said 
it's he's gone the other way now. It's almost as if he interprets everything that she says is some kind of innuendo or some way to objectify him you know? yeah. <laughs> or to, to make him out to be this sexual object. You know, having a bit of a kiss and a cuddle in bed isn't sex. It's just, you know, it, it's, it's a bit of affection. It's showing closeness. But he's like, you know, he's almost, he'd, he'd be happiest in a 1950s fucking couple, wouldn't he? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I, I don't know. It just, I th- I feel like he's gone the other way. I've, I've gone from poor Josh to just, uh, it's, it's kind of a bit of a sad situation. Still enjoying watching it, but, you know, <laughs> it, it is a little bit sad, isn't it? You know, and they're just not really communicating, I don't think. They're, they're not understanding each other. I mean, you're right, though. What fucking bollocks for women everywhere. Fucking, you don't speak for anyone. <laughs> you know, just speak for yourself and leave it there. But, you know, and, and she she can't ignore the fact that one of the reasons they are where they are is because, you know, of, of what had happened before. But, I, Chris, I'm struggling even more now. You know, after, I think it was episode one or two, and I was saying, did they really sleep together? Because it seemed to me like she was so desperate to play up how they had this wild, fucking fantastic, sexy night. And Josh had said to the camera, no, no, we didn't have sex. And then she kind of like badgered him a bit. And he said, oh, no, no, yeah, I was just being a gentleman or whatever. And back to, did they really? Yeah. Like, I, I'm not sure. They Like, even... Even if you say sex is off the table, to be so distant while they're in bed together it just seems odd to me. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And and, and even when he said to her though about going to bed, I came to bed later. She went, Did you kiss me? He went yes. Well, I didn't feel it. But like the fucking apartment is so small, you know, like it's tiny, isn't it? It's not like you're in a house and you've left him. Like he obviously was just sat there reflecting on life. But I'm with you. I think. As I said before, Probably waiting for her to fucking start snoring. Yeah, to get to bed. <laughs> like, the coast is clear. He's probably sat there with his fucking chastity belt on, sweating his fucking nuts off, in he like this. Please don't fucking wake up. Please don't wake up. He probably waits till about three in the morning until she's in a deep fucking sleep before he gets in bed. He's probably emotional, right? He's probably not even sleeping. Is he? Yeah, he's fucking knackered all the time. No wonder he's so grumpy. <laughs> but, I, but I do think we're on a fine in line with that exactly what you said and, and and i think we both sort of alluded to it, it is I'm, I'm sort of seeing what she's talking about now but i think it's the chicken and the egg i think that she has sort of made him so defensive that he doesn't know any other way to react with her. and then it ends up in a massive kickoff doesn't it like an absolute uh kickoff at the end you know she's telling him he's got no emotional intelligence and all that's so like say and it just ended so poorly so i just cannot see I mean, they've done a VT for him again for the next episode. And he's already saying again, I want to leave. So I just I just think yeah. for everybody, they have got to go when they get the next commitment ceremony. I think so. I mean, whoever you put the blame on, and, and like I said, I think I can understand Josh's position, you know, after the way she was, and, and it was ridiculous. But after she, she seemed to be doing a bit of compromising, I don't feel like Josh is making the same kind of compromise now. So, you know, I just think, yeah, it's best for everyone just 
don't leave. We know they won't, Chris, but you know, <laughs> that's what yeah. they should do. And then just maybe take some of those lessons. I, I do think, you know, both of them could benefit from some advice from the experts. Just a shame there's never any on this show. <laughs> or any with any good advice. <laughs> <laughs> now, David, have you got anything else? Because we've got a really good email from Chrissy. I sat on and I forgot to read it out yesterday, guys. So I do apologize. No, no, a no, uh, bit of a flyby episode. Like you say, not the best, but still maths in it. So Yeah, exactly. So this is a great one. So she simply entitled it, False Hammer Needs Emotional Intimacy. So we did receive this on Friday, guys. So please forgive us. I should have read it out yesterday. Hey, Chris and Dave, I had to email about maths. You guys are always raving about an Australian series, and this is the first time I'm watching. I'm loving it so far. Melissa is so wild. She came in so hot with all the sex talk and then gets paired with mild-mannered and conservative Josh, comedy gold. <laughs> when they were watching back their first impressions and he was saying such nice and sweetish things, me and Melissa is like, I hope he's got a big hammer. I was dying. His face was saying it all and his words were fall- failing him. He genuinely seems like a sweet guy looking for real connection and he looked so disheartened when she was reciprocating that emotional uh, connection. When the producers were asking if he was okay, the way he, he was hardly able to express his anger just reminded me of a frustrated puppy sulking. It was adorable and it's sad at the same time. <laughs> and when he had asked if her if she knew about what, what he... Bloody hell, I'll, I'll get that again. And when he had asked her if she even knew what he does for work... She just brushed by it and continued to demand for sex. Like she's demanding a sex tax in their marriage. You give me this amount of sex at this percentage of time or the deal is off. It sounds ridiculous, I agree. She's not really listening to or trying to figure out anything about him, uh, that how many pumps per night she can get out of him. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not taxed on it, Dave. Anyway, I imagine none of this is arousing for him either. I feel that kind... I feel that's kind of emasculating him. That's a lot of pressure to constantly put on someone. She keeps framing it like a job instead of a natural expression of their feelings for each other. This makes me wonder if she was saying similar things to her ex-husband, or I wonder if she was ever actually in love with her ex, or that it was just sex for her as well. I'm interested for the experts to hopefully dive deeper into this. I'm kind of hopeful for them as a couple. They just need to get past this communication hurdle, but we'll see. Also, on the topic... And if they slept together the first night or not, maybe I'm the only one. But when the producers asked him and he denied it, I immediately thought, he's so sweet, he's keeping the private moment private. I believe they did sleep together and he was just trying to be respectful. I don't think Melissa would have a big smile on her face and saying all these things, if not. She seems like a straight shooter and forward person. One other thing you guys touched on, comparison Harrison's Bronte relationship to Claire and Jesse's about the women's motives to stay. I've been thinking Bronte's just staying on to be on TV. I don't think Claire is, though. I feel like Bronte's sister at the wedding was already few and suspicious of him. I don't think she's dumb or na- naive about the situation either. Fair point that his gaslighting was just so good that she doubts her own intuition now. I'm not fully sure with her because everything doesn't quite add up, whereas with Claire, it's easier for me to believe she's a very patient, forgiving person, but she works with small children for a living and Jesse's very childish and irrational. It makes more sense in my head for Claire to stay, but I agree Harrison is terrible and needs to be removed or something because what he's doing is very alarming. My apologies for the long email. There's just so much to talk about with these couples. I'm so excited for the first commitment ceremony. (laughs) So many more fireworks to come, I'm sure. Can't wait to hear your reactions. Thank you, Chrissy. So, Dave, I know it's a longer email, guys, but it deserves to be read out. That is a great email. And and analysing it, and it's the first real season, Chrissy's as well, Dave, so great stuff. Yeah, it's one more, Chris, one at a time. 
we're bringing people into maths and uh, <laughs> exposing them to this mad, mad world. But brilliant, brilliant email. Right, if you want to email us, cdvltcast at gmail.com. If you want to us on social media, at cdvltcast. As always, please go over to Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast on Facebook and join all the fun over there, guys. Um, if you want to support us a bit more, get over to patreon.com forward slash cdvltcast. So, today's roll call of honour is Kent, Lucky Lily Green, Lauren, Tracy, Hennessy, Susan, Priscilla, Dee, Katie, Libby, Joanna, Noreen, Brianna, Helen, Keith, Michelle, Gillian, Zoe, Kristen, Maggie, Kate, Megan, Cassie, Fiona, Emma, and Schmade Music. So thank you so much for all your support, guys. We really, really appreciate it. Keep watching maths, keep watching Love Island, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye now. <laughs> <laughs>